0: welcome to another episode of the ambitious legacy podcast i'm your host of being the purpose lawyer thank you for listening and thank you for helping me be on purpose so today i wanted to uh share with you guys you know some i was actually reading an article and the article kind of talked about some reasons why you may not need a trust and so it wasn't entirely wrong there were a lot of valid points and in, these are some of the things that I even talk to clients about when I speak to them about their potential planning, um, because there are people who fall into this category where life is super simple, their fam- family dynamic is such that there are no issues, no potential issues, and um, they've specifically set up their lives to be super streamlined and not have too much fuss. So. There are folks out there and there are things that they can do outside of just trust planning or even will planning. However, for the rest of us, we may need to look at some other things, but let's get into this. So one of the things that you know, uh, you can consider if you are someone who has a simple um, life and simple financial picture is to just change your bank accounts to a payable on death account or a transfer on death account. And why is that important? Or what does that mean, actually? So that basically means that if something were to happen to you, you pass away, the person who you put on the account as transfer on death or the payable to person is the person who will receive your assets. The only thing they need is a death certificate and they'll be able to prove that, you know, and who are, you know, obviously their identity and they'll be able to get a hold of those assets. That's one of the best ways. Now, it could be a pain in the butt for some folks because typically you may have to change your account to this type of account. Um, Some institutions can add it, some institutions will say, no, you need a specific type of account that will do that, right? So that may be something annoying because you have to change over your accounts. The other thing about it is that there's just some institutions that don't allow it at all and don't provide it at all. And this could be one of the most annoying parts of when someone passes away because, you know, you'd have to do a whole estate, go to court, open up their estate. You know, if they hopefully they had a will to make it easy, a little easier. But um, you'll have to go and open up their estate in order to get permission to go to the bank and get this account that was you know, supposed to be left to you or you were the only person who uh, were in their lives. And so having this payable on death or transfer on death account or designation makes it super easy um, for family members and loved ones. The One of the caveats for that or issues that could arise is if the person who you put is a minor. So if the person you put is a minor, they will not be able to receive those assets outright. So God forbid something happens to you, they're still a minor. You still have to go through the court process to get the assets that belong to them. And if there's no person or no one that was left over that account, like say you had a will and you said, well, this would be the guardian of these funds that I'm giving to them, then great, that person could could be that person. But if you didn't and you just had this payable on death account and they're a minor, well, now you have to go to court system and the court will either choose an adult that they feel on paper is suitable to manage it or they will put someone in charge of that account um, like a professional that they deem appropriate to manage those funds so you know it kind of could be an issue there if you want to have any control over um how the funds are used or received right but if that's not if that's not the issue you know these accounts work well especially for like um adult adult children and things of that nature the other thing I was going to say regarding these accounts. Oh, joint. I was thinking about being having adding somebody to your account as a joint account holder. Um, you don't necessarily, well, you can do that. And that also works well, except, the fact that if you don't want the person to actually have full access and control of that account now, present day, then you don't want to put them as a joint holder. But if you don't mind, like certain people have such a relationship that they're just like, I put my mom on my account and that's fine. And she can have full access to it. Nothing's gonna happen, I'm not worried. Um, But there are some people who are like, oh wait, I don't necessarily want this person to have access to my account now. Cause it's not just access, it's ownership. They could go to the bank and take everything out if they wanted to, right? So if you're joint on an account, That may be too much power and authority to give right now, but again, if it works for some people, that is something that you could do without having to do a trust or a will really for that. Um, The next thing that, or another reason why you may not need to have a trust is if you are married and you don't mind if all of your assets just go straight to your spouse and you don't have any children outside of your current marriage or relationship, then you could rest assured that if you were to pass away and your spouse is on everything, your spouse can get everything and you don't necessarily need a plan outside of that, right? Uh, Now, if you have a situation that's different, you have children who um, existed prior to the marriage or outside of the marriage. I I don't judge. I'm not here to judge. Um, (laughs) Then you'll have a situation where you need to specifically plan for that child or those individuals because they're not going to, you know, they'll be basically skipped because your spouse, if your spouse is not their parent, and then your spouse passes away, your spouse's assets go to their family or their children, and then that child basically that you had that was not part of this relationship gets disinherited right? So you would need to plan specifically for that. But that's not everybody, right? There are plenty of people that's not part of their family picture. And therefore, if you just want to have, you know, everything jointly owned with your spouse, and one passed away, the other one gets everything, then you're good. However, you might want to put something in place at that point, because now to make sure the children get everything seamlessly, that they know, you know, what exists within the family, um, You know the family's ownership right and then that it's not hard for them to acquire those assets because then when the second spouse passes away then now you're going to need to have go through the court system and things of that nature so you know really you don't want to sort of like leave it up to the one spouse who might be old at the time like if life goes how life we expect life to go you know the second spouse is now old and now has to do planning it kind of makes sense to do something ahead of time where you know okay eventually both of us are going to be gone and now there's these other people who we want to benefit from these assets so although there you know you don't necessarily need a will or trust for that You might want to because in the long run, you want to basically have a solution for that next generation, right? Um, Another reason is if you have adult children, right, and you don't mind that they get everything outright. So say you have adult children and you have um, a retirement account that you could just add beneficiary to. You add your adult children. Um, You have life insurance that you could add your, your beneficiaries to. So you add your adult children to that. And other things like that, more things like that. Right. And so you add your adult children, then if you were to pass away or whomever we're talking about who's doing the planning passes away, then the adult children then receives these assets outright. Right. couple of things there though, you want to make sure they're aware. So there should be something in place that Um, outlines everything that you own and, you know, what they are, what institutions they're with, et cetera, so that this information is communicated to the adult children. The other thing, though, is if you had any desire to control how and when these adult children receive these assets and if they receive them all at once or over time or if you want to at all protect these assets from any sort of situation in those adult children's lives then doing it this way, just um, selecting them as beneficiaries, does not allow you any of that control, right? It's just, here's the gift, you get it all, you decide what to do with it. And for many people, that's okay, right? And and I've spoken to many families or mother-daughters or, you know, father-sons, whatever the case is, who don't have an issue with that, right? But if you do, if your uh, picture or or the picture that we're talking about is a little bit more complex or you'd want to have control or you have a vision for how these assets help the family um, unit going forward, then you probably want to put something a little bit more solid in place to be able to control and decide how you want these things to basically go. Right. The next thing that. Uh, would lend itself to say, maybe you don't need to have a trust is if you're not concerned about the, you know, when people get older, they become less, uh, they become more vulnerable, right? They become more vulnerable and it may not be as, as easy for them to sort of protect themselves. So if you're not concerned with any sort of instance of fraud or what we call undue influence with anyone sort of influencing an older person to either sign over their deeds, which happens um, to, you know, sell them their property for a dollar, which happens, you know, if you're not concerned with them being manipulated or tricked into or out of their assets, then maybe they don't need a trust, right? So. Sometimes people put things in place like add beneficiaries to their accounts or, um, you know, um, they may even add people to their, I I don't want to use that example, adding someone to your deed, because then that person needs to sign also. (laughs) But they may do things, actually, that, that is a good example. So they may add people to their deed that they didn't intend to add because they're older and they're being influenced. And then when they pass away, the wrong person gets the asset, right? Or they may add someone to their account that is not the right person who should be added to their account because they might be influencing them wrong right but there are some older folks who are as sharp as, as sharp as a knife i don't know how to, you know but they're they're with it right and there there may not be any concern for that type of thing but the reason why You don't want to necessarily leave it to that is because you don't know right we don't know what happens in life and although we may be you know sharp and able to manage our own affairs now and hopefully for the long for 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 a long time there may come a day that that's not the case so putting like a trust or something like that in place where someone else can easily step in and manage those affairs make those decisions will basically be there to sort of um as a as a preventative um, measure to sort of help someone or an elderly person make these decisions or avoid being taken advantage of. That's, you know, what it is at the end of the day. I know there's so many stories in the news that you've heard of, like older men getting married to young women. And next thing you know, that young woman has gotten all of their assets or etc. It happened when, I forgot the woman's name, but um, she married this really old uh, guy and he passed away and then she received all of his inherit all you know, all of his assets as inheritance. And then his child was like, um, I don't think so. <laughs> like, are you guys serious? This was obviously a situation of undue influence or um, just manipulation, right? And it turned out that the court did not allow the spouse to, you know, keep all the assets. But this is people with money who have the time and energy to fight against these things. And we don't necessarily want to have to go through all that when you're dealing with grieving, grieving, you know, family members and loved ones. That's one of the worst things to have to go through. Um, and I was talking to a woman today when she was saying that her, her, her parent had passed away. And when her for well, her father, her father passed away, and when her father passed away, she basically had to fight with a sibling over the assets, right? Um, and she's like, it was the most hard part of my life to have to deal with my parent passing away, and now I got to be going back and forth to f- back back and forth to court to fight someone over the assets that he left to me in a d de- in a in a will, right? And so, putting something like a trust in place sort of also helps to prevent those type of things, because it's private, it's not public, nobody knows what's in the estate. And it really even just tells the court, like, if you went through all this trouble to put a trust in place, then you definitely knew what you were doing and you were intentional about doing it, right? So if you have any of these situations that are super simple, streamlined, and you're not concerned with anything going awry or any family issues or, you know, um, any uncertainty, then you may not need to put a trust in place. You may not need to put a will in place. But for the vast majority of us, We may have to look at some other things. We may have to do some advanced planning, maybe not even advanced, but just some planning just to make sure that things go to the right people, um, to eliminate stress, to eliminate confusion and um, just family conflict and assure that we are preserving the wealth that we created for the next generation. So I hope that was helpful to you. If you if any of this sort of like resonates with you and you feel like I know somebody or I need this type of help or my family needs this type of help, feel free to reach out to my firm, the Ambitious Legacy Firm. We literally deal with these things all the time, all day, every day, and we're happy to help you. And if we can't help you, we're more than happy to uh, refer you to um, a trusted partner. All right. So I hope this was helpful and I will see you next time.